0: Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today. The
1: St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation, in partnership with Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network, present a podcast for divorced and separated Catholics. Hello, and welcome to a presentation from the St. Raymond onatus Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith. My name is Anne DeSantis, and I'm the director of the St. Raymond Onatus Foundation. This is a podcast for Catholics affected by divorce and separation. So I thank everyone for joining us this evening on this Tuesday night, first Tuesday in September. And this evening, the topic is a ministry update along with giving you some helpful information for those who are affected by divorce. Uh, There is no guest this evening. I will be the presenter. And so I thought I would start out this podcast by just telling you a little bit about who we are and how to find out more about what we do and how we can help you or your family members for those who are affected by divorce. So we are located online at the website nonatus.org. And if you go there, you will see uh, on our homepage a little bit about our mission. And I'll just read a little bit of that to you right from our homepage is that the breakdown of the Christian family is a major source of spiritual erosion. The overall goal of the St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith is to promote family life according to Catholic moral principles under the patronage of St. Raymond Onatus. The ways and means to carry out our mission is by practicing the spiritual and corporal works of mercy. We currently offer online podcasts and also spiritual accompaniment as part of our mission. The St. Raymond Onatus Foundation is a 501c3 nonprofit organization included in the IRS group extension for the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, for your knowledge. And please consider being a part of our mission through partnering with us financially, if you would, and prayerfully to make outreach to families in crisis through spiritual accompaniment. And that is our tagline, is that we offer that one-to-one spiritual accompaniment Uh, through our podcast is how we kind of get the word out. And also through offering those one-to-one meetings with one of our friars, Uh, we are Mercedarians, And we were formed through a religious order, the the, the, uh, Order of Mercy. And I invite you, if you'd like to check out and learn more about the Order of Mercy, you go to orderofmercy.org and learn about the Mercedarians. I'm headquartered here in the Philadelphia area. And we are located as Mercedarians in four different sections of the United States. We are in uh, Philadelphia, Cleveland, Ohio. Western New York in Leroy and Virgin, and also in St. Petersburg, Florida. Now today's a very special day for us because today is actually our feast day because I'm recording this on August the 31st. That is St. Raymond Nonatus' feast day. So on, I know although this is being record, uh, aired on September 1st, today is a great day for us. So I would invite you to Say a prayer with me as I'm going to pray our prayer to our patron saint. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, Father Almighty, I belong to you. Through the intercession of Our Lady of Mercy and our patron, St. Raymond Onnatis, I place myself anew in your hands and acknowledge you as master and Lord of my life. As St. Raymond, in imitation of Christ the Redeemer, prayed for his captors, even in the midst of being tortured, grant me the gift of a forgiving heart and cleanse me of any anger, hostility, or revenge. Heal my hurts and wounds and teach me to rely on your love. Grant me wisdom of heart and strengthen me by your grace to move on in faith, trust, and love. Through Christ our Lord, amen. In the name of the Father. And of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And I thought I'd start out by telling all of you a little bit about Saint Raymond Onatus. And I am reading this, but it is a a good education here: is that Saint Raymond was born, uh, excuse me, was not born into a noble Spanish family in 1205, 1204. Rather, he was delivered by Caesarean operation when his mother died, died in childbirth, hence his name no natus, not born, despite his father's hope that he would serve in the country's royal court, young Raymond felt drawn to religious life. Raymond entered the Mercedarian order whose members ransomed Christian captives on the Iberian Peninsula and Northern Africa. As the practice of the Mercedarians, when funds dried up, he he even offered himself as a hostage, hostage to free another. Raymond was sentenced to death, but was spared because his ransom would bring in a large amount of money. During his imprisonment, he succeeded at converting some of his guards. To keep him from continuing his preaching, his captors bored a hole through his lips with a hot iron, with hot iron and attacked a padlock. He was eventually ransomed and he returned to Barcelona in 1239. That year, he was named a a cardinal by Pope, by Pope Gregory the the following year in 1240, he was summoned to Rome, but barely made it out of Barcelona before he died at the age of 36. St. Raymond is the patron saint of expected mothers, childbirth and newborn infants, Christian families, and those falsely accused. And I think he's the perfect saint also for those who are affected by divorce and separation. And I would like to tell you a little story about that regarding how this foundation began. Because in 2015, Pope Francis came to the Philadelphia area. Of course, you may remember the World Meeting of Families. It was a very, very huge event here in the Philadelphia area where I'm located. And some of the Mercedarian friars went down to the World Meeting and they had an opportunity to listen to Rose Sweet speak. She was one of the Catholic speakers. And she was talking about healing after divorce. Rose herself is a divorced and an old Catholic. And they were so touched by her presentation and the mission that she had that they approached her afterwards and asked her if they could do some type of collaborative effort. And then the Holy Spirit was at work because within a few months, there was some contact between some of our friars from the foundation, from the the Mercedarian order, to Rose Sweet. And an invitation was made that Rose would be a part of this foundation. She is the vice president of our board, so we're so grateful to her. And from that time in 2015, the St. Raymond Onassis Foundation has made it a point to make individual outreach to families and individuals in crisis, but especially those affected by divorce because uh, there's a great need out there. And I always say as the director that one of our primary missions is that we hope to make that outreach because we want you as a divorced or separated Catholic to know that the church is here for you. We care about you and your family. We wish and, and pray for you to stay with the Catholic Church despite any kind of difficulties or issues that you're having that's challenging you. And our spiritual moderator is on this call with us on this podcast, I should say. His name is Father Kenneth Breen. He's located up in Western New York, and I'm sure that he's with us right now. Hello, Father. Uh, he and I work together to help to make that outreach through the individual spiritual accompaniment. We call it spiritual consultation. Now, we used to do something called a um, divorced and separated online support meeting, where we met with other, uh, other Catholics online to discuss issues, pray, and also just offer that healing. But a decision was made that we're bringing it to a more personal level now. So it's one-to-one meetings. And we're inviting you that if you are listening on this call and you yourself are having some issues that you'd like to discuss related to your marriage, maybe you're in a marriage in crisis, is to reach out to us and we can schedule a time with Father Ken or with myself to talk. Now, I will say we're not Uh, licensed counselors. We're not psychologists. So we're offering the spiritual accompaniment and the listening ear, and also wonderful resources that we offer right on our website. And if you go to our website, you can see those resources. They are under nonatis.org. And then you would go to helpful resources. And under there, under our helpful resources, we also have for the divorce. So there's quite a few things there. We even have a special tab on the website that is specifically for the divorced, and that is through Rose Sweet and through her website. Now, today I'm going to be giving you a lot of resources, and to learn more about Rose, you would go to her own website at rosesweet.com, because Rose has a tremendous amount of information there. She also offers faith coaching. So you can make an appointment with her. And I would definitely highly recommend that. In addition, if any of you are listening and you would like to get resources for counseling, uh, please do reach out to us because we do have some uh, wonderful people that we can refer you to. One namely is somebody who's on our very board of directors. And maybe she's even listening on this call. She is a licensed clinical social worker. And her name is Colleen. Bridget Fitzpatrick. You can learn about her right on our website under our team and look up Colleen. But she's another person that is specifically geared toward those uh, counseling issues that you may have. So thank you so much to all of you for being here uh, as I want to give you some good resources on this night as you're with us on the podcast about any resources that we have. Now, I'm going to take some time because I have some wonderful news to share with all of you that over the next 11 months or so, because we already had our first podcast, is that Rose Sweet will be joining me every single single month for our first Tuesday podcast. Now, that podcast is just like this one. It's 8 p.m. Eastern, but it's on demand all the time, of course on our YouTube channel, which maybe you're on there right now. And we will be doing a total of 11 different topics uh, discussing issues related to divorce and separation. Now I'm gonna read off to you the different topics that we have coming. So you can mark your calendar. So the next topic for for the upcoming month will be surviving shock, panic, and disbelief. And the next... The next month is overcoming loneliness, how to handle the holidays, creative custody and visitation. I'm now reading them in order of the months that we'll be presenting. Living abundantly on a budget, avoiding the disasters of dating, 10 facts about forgiveness, the truth about annulments, and we're going to talk a little bit about annulments on this podcast, how to trust again, how to help your child grieve, how to start a whole new life. So we have a lot to look forward to, don't we? Because Rose is amazing, and she has done so much in the realm of helping the people who are affected by divorce. Now, my own experience with divorce, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about today, not extensively, uh, is that I am not divorced. <laughs> I have been married for 31 years to my husband, Angelo, uh, and we have a good marriage, thank God. I'm very blessed. Uh, but my experience with divorce is that uh, my parents divorced when I was seven years old. So my I'm an adult child of divorce, and we've had different podcasts and videos uh, through the foundation on being the adult child of divorce. So I would invite you also, if you want to see my own retreat that I did months back, you can go right to Philly No Natus on our YouTube channel and listen to it. It is, uh, about a half an hour, uh, podcast video, and I will go through 10 steps for healing for the adult child of divorce. So, uh, so my experience of divorce is that um, I think it there's a range of of difficulty depending on the family um, and I've learned that in my work as director for this foundation. You know, the Catholic Church is for marriage, really and and there's no doubt about that the 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 foundation is for helping marriages to heal and offering beautiful resources so that you can live. Uh, really and truly live a good marriage uh, with your husband or wife. And that's what we're all about. But we know that we live in a world of sin and we live a world in a world of imperfection. So sometimes people get separated for whatever reason. And if you're on this call listening on this podcast, um, as I said at the beginning, we're here for you. And that's why we do what we do is because we care. and. Want you and wish for you to be a part of this church and to find healing. So, I thought what I would do right now is to go through some healing tips with you. Since this is kind of a ministry update uh, podcast, I will take a little bit of time and just go through some healing. So, now this is going to be from Rose Sweet's Surviving Divorce Hope and Healing for the Catholic Family. So First topic that I'll be talking about is for finding peace. You know, the one thing that Father Ken and I have learned in this apostolate, in this mission through the, of the foundation, is that many of the people that come to us wanting to talk through our support groups, through our calls, is that they're, they have a lack of peace. And that's probably the very beginning of your journey, is that so much is going on so much is happening. Um, it's a crisis. It it is a definite crisis. And for those who are listening, you know maybe you've been divorced for many years, and uh, we could also use your help too. Because sometimes within the foundation we have people who are newly separated, and it doesn't look like things will be patched up, and that they will be headed for uh, separation, divorce, or an annulment with their spouse. Uh, sometimes we. Uh, have made great friends with people who have gone through uh, some of our podcasts and calls and and you know support groups and can offer help therefore, to others who come to us. so uh, we we make outreach to you too to please uh, connect with us. so i'm going to read something about healing, and it's just a reflection for you. Finding perfect peace. Healing will not happen overnight although most of us wish it could. It will only happen gradually with three things, time, God's grace, and our cooperation. Drawing on medical analogies can also help us understand the principles of mental, emotional, and spiritual healing. Now this is Rose speaking, not myself. She says, I once witnessed my brother, a medical doctor, perform surgery on a young boy who had injured his leg in a playground accident. The boy had been to the emergency room and had been stitched up a few days before, but he had subsequently developed a high fever and inflammation in the leg. During the surgery, my brother discovered the wound had not been thoroughly cleaned before it had been stitched up. And as a result, much more damage had been done. Similarly, Divorce leaves emotional damage that needs proper care and time to heal. When we we rush to clean up the wounds left by divorce and do not take time to uncover and address them, even more damage can be done to ourselves and to our families. No matter how long it takes, we would like to help you recover properly. And that's from the St. Raymond Donatus Foundation too. We would like to help you to recover properly. And it takes time because, as you know, there's many aspects to it. There's the relational aspect. There's the spiritual aspect. There's the money aspect. There's the kids. And we're going to talk a little bit about the kids on this call as well on this podcast. But only God can bring full healing. And Rose says in her book, Surviving Divorce, you have probably heard the adage that time heals all wounds. While this contains some truth, only God can bring full healing, and He waits patiently for our cooperation. God loves us even if we sometimes cannot feel His love and even His presence. All we need to do is turn toward Him, even a little, and ask for help. So think about that. you know prayer is a big thing for all of us uh you know we're going through the pandemic right now, we're taping this here on august thirty first twenty twenty if you're listening to this after the fact. And we've all been challenged, I think, in a way, greatly, uh, whether you are divorced or separated or were an old Catholic or not. We've all been challenged so much. So making that time to pray every day. Now, for me personally, uh, my best time of the day to pray is in the morning. I take about a half an hour and do my morning prayer and reflect, and I think nature helps sometimes too. When you can, uh, maybe either look out of a window and just contemplate, or go outside. Uh, if you can make it to adoration during this time, that's a wonderful thing. If your if your church community offers it, to try to make it over for adoration, but taking the time to slow down, and just think and pray, and let just let God be with you during that time. Because it's challenging, you know, for all of us right now, but prayer really is the key, as that meditation just said. So I just encourage all of you to just take that time and remember that healing always takes time. And Rose says, Remember the last time you were sick in bed? Could you get well in an hour? No way. <laughs> you needed to be patient and let the medicine and sleep do their work. God has made Ways for our hearts to heal too, like prayer and the sacraments, just be patient. You know, the old adage that patience is a virtue, it really is. And for those of you who are going through that time of crisis right now, it's hard to be patient. It's hard to be patient. I mean, as I said to you during this podcast is that I'm the adult child of divorce. And I myself have had times in my life, although not related to divorce, I can relate. But I do remember during that time when my parents were getting divorced so many years ago, and even through other trials in my life, is that there's a patience there in waiting for God to answer those prayers, to bring you that peace, to bring you that stability. You know, life doesn't always happen as we want it. I know that. And I think you do too, who are listening. And if you've been broke, your heart has been broken. And we're praying for you in this foundation because that's the hardest thing in life sometimes is when that heart is broken, how do we go on? How do we go on? But that's what faith is all about. That's what the Lord is all about. And I just encourage you again to to know that this foundation cares about you and to please make outreach to us. If you have a question, especially you're on the podcast right now on the live podcast on YouTube, You can put it down there right on the, uh, on the comments. Now there's only a limited amount of characters there. Uh, So Father Ken and I can answer any questions that you have, Uh, or if you want to make that appointment. um, I know that Father Ken's schedule usually allows for him to do evening calls, uh, possibly like an 8 p.m. Eastern. If you're available, just let us know because I can set up that appointment Uh, My email, if you want to jot this down in your phone or on a piece of paper, is director.srnf at gmail.com. Now, I want to uh, repeat that again, because sometimes you can't hear those letters. It's director.srn, as in Nancy, F as in Frank, at gmail.com. So please do reach out. And I'll even give you our cell number if you want to send us a text. Uh, it is 2158709913. Now I'm going to read a little bit more here from Rose. Uh, it says that only God can bring full healing. And that kindness is also a family virtue. Kindness is not just about manners. The virtue of kindness revert, refers to an attitude that tries to meet the needs of others and not be judgmental or harsh toward them. Start with being kind to yourself. Divorce is a shock and everyone should be kind to one another. God looks at you and your whole family with great kindness. What can you do to be kind to someone in your family today? It's a very rough time for for families when there's a separation or divorce. Uh, When my parents divorced, my mother had four little kids because I was seven. Now, this was a long time ago, of course, and things were different back then. But, you know, whether you have zero children, one, two, three, four, five, uh, no matter how many children you have, it, it's a challenge to uh, meet the needs of those kids. And I know that when Rose and I do our 12 step program over the next uh, 11 months, we already did month one. So you can go back to our uh, August podcast and listen to that on Filino Nazis on YouTube. We talked about the very first step. Um, you know, it's a it's a step-by-step process to find that healing. So we just invite you to stay with it, stay with it. You know, as difficult as it is, is that God will get you through. Now I don't know which archdiocese or diocese all of you are located in because you're coming from many different places. But many times your your own diocese has a site for divorced and separated so i also ask you to check that out no matter where you're located now we're here in the archdiocese of philadelphia and we're very grateful to them because they've helped to promote the work that we're doing and we've been advertised in a lot of the different church bulletins in the philadelphia area and also so grateful to our friends from the archdiocese of new york dr kathy wither and friends uh in the offices there for family life as they They've done such a great job in helping to promote the work that we are doing. So we also invite all of you, all of you to um, connect with us. Because as I said, we offer that free, it really is free, spiritual accompaniment. So, uh, you know, there's some things that you can do also as you're going through that healing. But I would say most of all is that just remember that it's going to take time and be patient. Now, I'm going to give you some take-home tips uh, for yourself. And this first one has to do with finding help in God's word. As I said, giving you some helpful tips. And Rose says, Rose Sweet, there are no greater words of direction, advice, or consolation than those found in scripture. Reading scripture can help you heal from your divorce. In the book of Psalms, you will read cries of the heart that may be similar to your own. For instance, be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am languishing. My soul is sorely troubled. That's from Psalm 6, 2, and 3. So if you're not a Bible reader, you know that's a good place to start. That's a very good place to start. And now you can go right on your phone and just look up scripture right there. Uh, I know the LaDate app is one that I really like that has the morning prayers, evening prayers, the mass. It has the, the Bible reading. So I would uh, definitely highly recommend that. You can download that app and I'll just spell it out for you too. It's L-A-U-D-A-T-E. So that's a very good one that you can check out. Now, I, I can't uh, move on to the next point without mentioning a very good resource for wonderful Catholic content. And that's a good friends of the St. Raymond Anatis Foundation would be Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network. And we're working together. In fact, this very podcast is being aired on both of those channels. So we say hello to our friends. Uh, the producer of Fiat Ministry Network is Kent Kohoski, and the founder of Patchwork Heart Ministry is Bill Snyder. And Jennifer Sinclair, hello Jennifer, is also our very good friend that helps to stream this podcast on Facebook. Now, if you haven't done so already, please do like those pages for Fiat Ministry Network and subscribe to Patchwork Heart Ministry on YouTube. Like I said, they have great Catholic content. But I have to mention too that there is a very special program that you should check out. And I have it, and I'll tell you, I love it. It's called the Discover Your Mission series with Patchwork Heart Ministry. This is a personal mission sent directly to you as a download every month with wonderful Catholic speakers and authors. Now, if you go to patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry, you'll be able to learn more. Now, there's different levels that you can uh, make a subscription. It is a payment. It it is not a free program, but it's worth every penny. Uh, Bill Snyder, who is the uh, founder of Patchwork Heart Ministry, He is also on the board of directors for the St. Raymond Onatus Foundation. So hello, Bill. We're so grateful to you for the Patreon series, Discover Your Mission. So I just want to mention that because if you're kind of away from your faith and you want to get closer to God, but you're having such difficulty focusing, you know, these missions are inspirational. They're inspirational first, in fact. They're also very catechetical, but really first they touch your heart. Uh, and guess what? Good news is that the Saint Raymond Anatis Foundation, I myself will be doing a mission coming up, either in 2020 or 2021. Not sure exactly when yet, but that will be happening. So uh, please do check it out. That's just one way that you can stay close to God's word. Now, another thing that you can do as a take-home tip is to start with a simple prayer. God wants to help, but as our master physician. He encourages us to tell him exactly where we hurt. Healing comes from cooperating with God's grace, just as it is important for a patient to reveal his or her plan to see a doctor. So too, praying about our needs and telling God about them invites him into our, plan, our pain and it brings his grace to the source of our wounds. Now, I did, I did read that from the Surviving Divorce Guide. But, you know, when it comes to prayer, it's a relationship you know, of course, yes, your rosary, pray your rosary. I mean, in fact, I didn't know if we'd have time, but if we do have time, I thought maybe we would pray a rosary on this podcast, but I'm going to see how much time we have. If we don't, please know that I will be praying one for you on this very evening after this podcast. We will see how the time goes. But starting with that simple prayer, and uh, and another thing is, you know, if you during this pandemic, if you have not been going to mass and have just been listening to it on a podcast or watching it on Facebook, I encourage you to get to mass if you can. If your diocese or archdiocese is offering it, that's a very first step is to receiving the Eucharist. You know, The, the Eucharist is the source and summit of our faith. So please do, do get back to mass if you can. Now, on the very first page of our website on the topic of mass is that we do have a learn about the mass section. So if you go to knownatus.org on the very first page, you will see uh, that section. So please do read about it, learn about it, and I think you will get so much. Now, the third take-home tip is to find a same-sex friend. Uh, When you're going through a separation or divorce, it's best to, if you can, to make friends with your as, as Rose says here, she says that close family and friends can be of help, but in divorce, even those relationships can be adversely effective. She says, be selective, seek out people who are committed to being honest with you and who help you live a happy and holy life. Limit your close confidence to one or two wise and trusted people so that you're not constantly rehashing your problems with others. Be careful about your potential heartbreak that can result from opposite sex friendships that turn into romance. That's what I was getting at at the beginning before uh, stating point number three there under our take-home tips is that there could be a little temptation there when it comes to the, the opposite sex friendships. And you know, you're not going to be uh, ready, and you should really stay away from that at this time because you're still married. <laughs> really, you are still married in the eyes of the church. Uh, you haven't had it if you haven't had that annulment. Uh, and I am going to read a little bit about annulments uh, toward a little bit toward the end here as we uh, conclude, uh, and let you know too that we have great resources on our nonatis.org. In fact, we have videos on annulments. So. If you go to our website at nonatus.org under videos and podcasts, toward the very bottom of the page, you will see four presentations that we did on annulments and answering your questions. So there's some take-home tips to start. Uh, so why don't I'm going to take a, a few minutes here, and I think I will read the 12 myths about marriage annulments in the Catholic Church. Now this is not a publication of the Saint Raymond Nonatus Foundation. Is from Reverend William J. King, JCD, uh, from 2005. But it is a nice uh, little pamphlet. I am going to read it, and I think it will be helpful to all of us who are listening and thinking, uh, should I get an annulment? You know, it's not the same as a, a divorce, really. I mean, it is basically your marriage being declared null. And, you know, there's a process to that. So, um, I would encourage you to learn more about it, but I'm going to read the myths of uh, of divorce having an annulment. Maybe not all of them, but some of them. Myth number one: A divorced person is automatically excommunicated from the Catholic Church. The truth is that divorce itself does not affect or alter or per- alter a person's status in the Catholic Church. Divorce is a function of the civil law or law of the state and is determined by state courts. It affects only one status under state law and has no effect on one status in the church. Remember that? It is a myth that a divorced person is excommunicated. That is not able to receive sacraments of Jesus within the church. That's important to know, isn't it? A person who is divorced but not remarried may receive the sacraments. It is remarriage without an annulment, not divorce itself, that makes a Catholic... Ineligible to receive the sacraments. Now, I know there's a lot there to unpack, and we're on limited time here, but I thought I would just spend maybe a little bit of time on annulments so that you know. uh, Most notably, the statement there that a person who is divorced but not remarried may receive the the sacraments. You know, it's being in a state of mortal sin is what deters you from receiving communion, right? If you're not in a state of mortal sin, you can receive communion and you're not, you are not remarried outside of the Catholic church. Now, the best person to really get into detail about that may be a priest or a bishop or someone who really knows all the full details about annulments. The St. Raymond and Otis Foundation, our specialty is spiritual accompaniment. For families in crisis and those affected by divorce. So, we're not uh, maybe the main source that you would come to to really get the detailed information about that annulment. But I wanted to offer some things to you this evening. Perhaps we'll just give you three of the myths on this call, uh, on this podcast this evening, and we can also go through more later on. So, myth number two an annulment or a declaration of invalidity inv- costs thousands of dollars. The truth is that no Catholic tribunal anywhere in the world asks for thousands of dollars. Most tribunals do, do request payment for of some fee for the services of the tribunal staff. The amount requested varies from one tribunal to another. Usually, the requested fee is only about one half of the actual cost to the tribunal for judging a case. It is a myth that the process costs thousands of dollars, and in fact, No one is ever turned away from a tribunal because of their inability to pay a requested fee. And I think that's a good one to know because, you know, we're in a pandemic right now and a lot of people don't have that kind of money to spend if if your marriage is really going to be headed toward completely ending, right? So just keep that in mind. But the best person to reach out, I would say, is first to your pastor or bishop and learn more. If you are in that situation, you know, perhaps some of you who are on this podcast uh, can make outreach to us because we always love to connect with people who know a lot more about it and may be able to help other people because you've been through it yourself. And I'll just go through one more of these myths before we move on to more spiritual discussion. Myth number three is that only Catholic marriages need to be submitted to a tribunal. The truth is that every Catholic marriage is considered a promise for life, a promise until death. It makes no difference whether that promise was made in a Catholic ceremony or not. It makes no difference whether the spouses were Catholic or not. No one, no matter what their religious affiliation or membership is considered free to contract another marriage if they were married previously. Every prior marriage must be examined by the church and every prior marriage must be recognized as invalid according to canon law, before a person is free to enter a new marriage. It is a myth that only Catholic marriages needed to, need to be submitted to a tribunal. So I'm just going to go through three of the 12 on another podcast. Perhaps we'll, we'll go through more of these. Or if you would like to find out about this resource, I would say you can get it for yourself. And it is called 12 Myths About Marriage Annulments in the Catholic Church. And it is by Reverend William J. King, JCD. Uh, Contact me if you want more information at director.srnf at gmail.com. So that's enough about annulments just for this particular podcast, because I want to talk to you about some take-home tips to getting over anger. And perhaps we may end on that note as as we go through uh, these take-home tips. So record your losses in a notebook or journal for a week. These losses may include things like a house or car, intimacy and companionship, dreams for the future, financial security, community roles, and holiday traditions. You might be surprised at how long the list is. You know, as I said during this podcast, when your heart has been broken, it. May not even be just because of that relationship, right? It's because of all the relationships associated with the marriage. It could be your church, it could be the common friends, it could be the relatives on your husband or your wife's side of the family. So that's all part of your losses. And you know the first step to healing, as we talked about healing, is just acknowledging it. You know, when we hide it away, that's not good, because it always comes back. It always comes back into our hearts and into our souls. But if we can acknowledge that loss, and maybe as Rose is suggesting, as this step one to getting through your anger is making a list of those losses. Number two would be ask God for the grace to grieve. Mitch Pacwa of EWTN said in a video that many people describe the pain of divorce as being like an amputation. That's a very common way people feel because they did experience the oneness with that spouse. We must grieve these losses to move forward in a healthy way. We need to acknowledge the depth of the pain. Solitude, music, and crying can help us mourn. Tears can be very cleansing physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Ask God for the grace to grieve in a healthy way. One that can relieve you of your anger. You know, anger is a tough thing because when we don't let it out, sometimes it comes back at us in ways that we don't expect and ways that we don't know how to handle. So this is a place that where you may need to find a good counselor. And as I said, uh, we offer spiritual accompaniment for those affected by divorce and separation through these podcasts that we do, through the calls, through the one-to-one, either uh, Zoom uh, meetings with Father Ken or myself but we also, as I said, do have a licensed therapist on our board of directors. So please uh, learn about Colleen Bridget Fitzpatrick. As I mentioned, uh, if you go to our team on our website, you will see that you know she is a great counselor located in New Jersey, but I believe she also does do online too. So you can learn more there. And we also know wonderful uh, Catholic counselors that we are friends with within this foundation. So we can also talk to you more about that and find out about it on our website, on our helpful resources, as we have a list of all kinds of uh, resources for marriages and families and people who are affected by divorce. Okay, number three is to offer God your losses. Okay, the Catholic Church talks about redemptive suffering. That means suffering that, you know, although it it it's a, a challenge for us. It can be offered for the good of other souls, and we can offer it to them for their salvation through prayer. You know, remember that the Lord is with you, the Blessed Mother. You know, as I said, the rosary is a very powerful prayer. And if you haven't ever prayed it before, I encourage you to pick up your rosary beads and pray. I don't think we're going to get time on this podcast to do a rosary this evening, uh, but uh, please know that I offer my prayers as the director here for you all the time, and I promise to offer up that rosary for all of you listening, uh, for whatever you're going through. So offer that up. Christ's passion and death on the cross redeemed mankind so our suffering, united with his, can produce miraculous, life-saving graces. Apart from Jesus, our pain is self-centered and sterile, but united with his, it has power to, to, to bring divine life to us and others. The common phrase you might have heard is, offer it up. As I just said, offer it up. So you you unite the sorrows of your divorce with Jesus sufferings to give them true life giving power. So I think that's a lot to really think about for all of us is that, you know, let's face it, life isn't easy. And sometimes when we see other people who seem happy, and maybe their marriages are good, And maybe even people who have been divorced before that, you know, they seem like they're just so over it, so over it. You know, we're people of faith. And if you're not feeling great about that divorce to me, in in my opinion, I think that shows how much you care about your faith. And I'm sure father Ken, you would agree too, as you're listening right here on the, on the live podcast on YouTube, that when you care so much about your faith and that sacrament and your morning, That just shows that you care so deeply about your faith in Christ and the church. So don't be ashamed of that. And God will get you through that. It's not always easy. We've met so many people. I would say at this point, we've met uh, hundreds at this point, hundreds of people who are affected by divorce. And we've learned so much. We have learned that there are all kinds of people who are suffering as the as a result of divorce and separation. Sometimes it's the couples, sometimes it's the kids, the adult children or the children, sometimes it's the relatives. We've even had, you know, grandmothers, friends and cousins join us for some of our our meetings because it really affects the, the entire family. So, I'm going to just leave you with uh three more take home tips. I think we have time for and this is in dealing with your family and expectations. So, and again, this is also from Rose's surviving divorce. Re, this one is redefine your ex. Your loving loving, truly loving another person as God loves him or her does not necessarily mean relating to the person in, in all the old familiar ways. It is wise to see your former spouse in a way that is loving and appropriate but not necessarily as someone who's still sharing a life with you and loving you in return. Acting in a kind and respectful way toward your former spouse without relating to him or her in the way that you did when you were together can help avoid confusion for everyone. Kids need their parents to be honest and courageous, but they will be confused and anxious if you still act married, especially if there is a new marriage each case is different, get some counseling if necessary. So that was from Rose. And I think that's great advice. And every situation is different. I mean, if I've learned anything as the director for this foundation, having talked to hundreds of people, is that every situation is different. But I think it's important when she says acting in a kind and respectful way toward your former spouse. That's important. Now, we know there's also uh, ex-spouses who aren't exactly kind themselves. And I apologize to all of you who are listening who have been through so much pain in that respect. And sometimes in those kinds of cases, it's better to keep a distance, especially when there's some kind of, you know, emotional abuse or domestic abuse or something that happened before, then yeah, you need to keep those boundaries. And that's where, of course, you need to speak to a lawyer too. And do all the other things that you need to secure yourself and your kids and your family if there's some kind of uh, abusive um, or, or emotionally abusive situation. But in general, if possible, for, for other normal circumstances, is that, that kind, respectful way in relating to him or her, the way, not the way you did when you were together, but just as this new relationship as annulled Catholics or divorced Catholics. Number two would be changing your expectation. Make a list of the things you still expect from your former spouse and take it to your spiritual director or therapist and to God in prayer. Are you still expecting annual birthday cards? Do you still expect certain help around the house? Are you waiting for an apology? Decide which of your expectations are realistic and which are not and make some changes if necessary. That's important. Because maybe the reason you got divorced in the first place was because the communication was awful. And I understand from our clients that it doesn't always improve, but when you try and give it up to prayer, that's the most important thing. Now, there's also people who wind up getting divorced or separated that wind up getting along better with their ex spouse than they did when they were married for whatever reason. I can't explain that, but it happens. So there's just a lot to learn. But whatever you do, I would say that just change change those expectations as Rose said in those take home tips. Now the third take home tip for this dealing with your family is to depend on Christ and not your kids. She says God has entrusted your children to take care for the short period to take care for the short period of their lives so that they can come to know his love through your love which will point them toward heaven. They are meant to leave the nest someday, and God wants you to continue preparing them for the world. You may be tired, angry, sad, alone, and longing for love and stability. Your kids can seem to provide that for a while, but in the end, the void in your heart can only be permanently filled by the one you truly desire, God. And isn't that true? I think that's why you're here on this podcast. I think that's why you're with us with the St. Raymond Anatus Foundation. I just want to say to you right now that we're proud of you. Now, I know we don't know you all personally, but we're proud of you for making this step to being on this podcast. And we have a lot to look forward to because, as I said at the beginning of this podcast, is that we will have the 12-step shows coming up with Rose Sweet. And I mentioned them again. Now, the next months will be Surviving Shock, Panic, and Disbelief. Do people really change? Facing fears, go there and have a plan. So that'll be with Rose and I on that next one. Now, this one is being aired the first Tuesday of September. So that one that I just mentioned will be on that uh, first Tuesday of October. So we do have a lot to look forward to. Now, the Blessed Mother is one that we should always reach to. And I thought I would read a little meditation for you from a book called Mary Day by Day. And this is the meditation for August 31st. It says, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered the human heart, what God has prepared for those who love him. That's from 1 Corinthians 2, 9. And the reflection is, I has not seen, ear has not heard, and the human heart has not felt what God has prepared for those who love him. Who then can dare speak about what God has prepared for his mother? And that's from St. Bernard. And pray with me this prayer. Oh, Mary, you are now enjoying the ineffable reward you prepared for you. Let me dwell often on the joys that await me if I remain faithful to God's will for me. Now, I know I read the one for August 31st because I'm taping this on the 31st. And it's a special day, as I said at the beginning, that it is the feast of. St. Raymond Nonatus, And we are so grateful to our wonderful saint who intercedes for all of you, all of you. So you can go to our website too because we actually have a little page there for our saint. If you go to nonatus.org, there's a page for our saint. You can learn about him. And as I said, he is the patron saint of Christian families, expectant mothers, and also of those falsely accused. And you know, sometimes we get that question, what does that mean? Well, as a divorced or separated Catholic, you, know, you can fall into that category too, because that can happen, right? You can be falsely accused. And I know that according to some of our clients and people that we've helped. So St. Raymond Anatus is there for you if, you if you are in that situation. It can happen in, in divorce and separation for those who have really gone through very tragic times, and, and uh, we feel and pray for you. And I think what differentiates this foundation with maybe some other groups is that we offer the one to one spiritual consultation. Again, as I said throughout this podcast, is that right now, especially during the pandemic, we're doing everything online. And either myself or Father Ken Breen, who's on this live podcast on YouTube, We can talk to you. We can meet with you. Now, another thing that you can do is to please let your diocese or your archdiocese know that we exist. You know, it would be very helpful to get the word out so that other people know that they can get this kind of one to one spiritual help. And we're there for you. As I said, this is a free service that we're offering. And I'll just say my email address again for you to drop down director.srnf. At gmail.com. The last letter is F as in Frank. S-R-N-F actually stands for St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation. So we're, we're coming to the end on most of this podcast. And I just want to let all of you know how much we care. I want to let all of you know that we are with you. And I'd also like to end by reading something from our, our Holy Father, and then reading our prayer to Christian families. And August 31st says, he suffers with us. Jesus is like this. He suffers together with us. He offers us. He suffers for us. And the sign of this compassion is the healing of countless people he performed. Jesus teaches us to place the needs of the poor before our own. Our needs, even if legitimate, are not as urgent as those of the poor who lack the basic necessities of life. They have no food, they have no clothing, they cannot afford medicine. And that was from the Angelus, August 3rd, 2014. And the reflection is the word compassion comes from the Latin word which which means to suffer with. Who are you called to suffer with right now? Who needs your time, your talent and your resources more than you? Now, on the topic of this divorce, divorce and separation, I read that because when we get out of ourselves and out of our own pain that we're going through and we offer our prayers for others and we do something, it brings healing to us. Now, if you're in the middle of a hectic and crazy time, it's not the time for you to devote a lot of extra time to ministry maybe. But I know we've had quite a few people join us on our podcasts and on our uh, calls that have been divorced or separated or annulled for years. So we would love to get your help, too, if you'd like to do some kind of um, outreach with us. So reach out to us, please. Now, this prayer is a prayer to Christ, for Christian families. And, you know, the family is really the nucleus of our whole society. And so therefore, I'm going to read this prayer. And as I read it, maybe we can think of some families that we know who are really in crisis. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father Almighty, the family is the most ancient institution of humanity, for it is as old as man himself. But because it is thine own institution, and the only means by which man can come into this world and develop to the greatest perfection. Therefore, the forces of evil are assaulting it, causing men to despise this basic unit of Christian civilization. In suicidal fury, they seek to deal it a mortal blow. Let them not succeed, Lord, in their destructive designs on the Christian family. Through the intercession of the glorious St. Raymond Onnatus, pleader in heaven, for the happiness, welfare, and peace of Christian families, we beg thee to hear our prayers. By the merit of this great saint, our patron, grant that our homes may ever be modeled after the holy family of Nazareth. Let not the enemies of Christian family triumph in their sacrilegious attacks, but rather convert them to the truth for the glory of thy holy name. Amen. And let's end with Hail Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Again, my name is Anne DeSantis. I'm the director of the St. Raymond Anatis Foundation. For Father Ken Breen, our spiritual moderator, and myself, we wish all of you a blessed month. And please stay in touch with us on our website, at nonatus.org. Thank you, and God bless. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information about the St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation, visit nonatus.org or email director.srnf at gmail.com.
0: Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission a brand-new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today.